You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to give a big shout-out, as usual, to our Sports Byline affiliates listening around the country. And also to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my man, the Bounty Hunter, Chris. Pavona. He's with me on the ones and twos, keeping you safe, making it so hot that we sweat steam. It is a Friday, a summertime Friday here in the big bad city. We're live here in Rockin' Riley Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, right across the street from Madison Square Garden, where I got to tell you, it looks like there is another fish concert about to go down. But we got a good show for you, okay? All week, I was doing the AFC East. We're going to be uh, recapping that. And also, listen, there was a stunning report that came out this week about concussions and CTE and NFL players. I haven't been talking about it because we've been previewing the different teams, but we are going to go deep into that today and also some of the repercussions and ripple effects, some people retiring. And also, I want to give a big shout out to the Miami Dolphins. I really love what they are doing, partially in response to this CTE concussion issue. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. I'm also going to tell you what starters you need in DFS this weekend for you to win some cash. Also, I've got some hot in the streets, guys, okay? Now that we're closing out the month of July, some guys that have been hot in the month of July and also are not owned that much in your season-long fantasy teams, guys that are 50% or less under that you can have in your stretch run as you move to the fantasy baseball playoffs. Also, we're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving a little bit more and... As you know, we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time. We got a baseball matchup. We got the Bad News Bears up against Major League. Go right now on FNTSY Radio or Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Follow us. Vote in the poll. A lot of stuff going on, okay? When we come back, we're going to talk. Listen, one of these teams offered an interesting deal for Kyrie Irving. And we're also going to talk Major League Baseball starters and how you can uh, juice the orange for the next couple of weeks, all right? Spitting statistician, fantasy freestyle right here, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. All 
I'm out for presidents to represent me as well here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Those dead presidents is what I'm hoping I get a little bit later on tonight after all the baseball games and that FanDuel lineup closes. I'll tell you who you need to have in your lineups this weekend as well if you want to win some cash. But I got to tell you, we're going to start off the way we have been most of this week and give you the update on this Kyrie Irving trade demand and all the little drama that has been going on. Last time we were here, okay, I told you that Kyrie is now angling like he really wants to go to the New York Knicks. Remember, he's a Jersey kid. He put up that post on Instagram about him coming home, all right, and he's not even talking to anybody from Cleveland, quote-unquote. He has said enough already. Well, today there were reports earlier in the day that the Miami Heat have made an official offer to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving, and they've offered something. I think it's a big-time offer. Goran Dragic, their point guard, and their Rookie Justice Winslow for Kyrie Irving. It doesn't. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's legit. But I'll tell you what. If those are the stakes, if that is the price for Kyrie Irving to get Drogic and Winslow, the New York Knicks may have to step up their game. It may need to take more than Carmelo Anthony and a draft pick in order to land the Jersey kid Kyrie Irving. Obviously, there will be more news about this over the weekend, but stay tuned because there's something like six teams that have, in fact, made formal offers to the Cleveland Cavaliers with new GM Kobe Altman. Remember, the Cavs and that ownership, they're saying like they kind of want to keep Kyrie that they expect Kyrie to report to camp but they can't get a hold of him all right so keep an eye out on that the Heat have offered at least Drogic and Winslow I think that is a you know that's a legit offer guys so we want to see what winds up happening out there in Cleveland remember Kyrie Irving thinks the world is flat but uh, these offers will be coming in around and around the clock. Let's keep it moving, though, to Major League Baseball. We got some news and notes. I'm going to lead off here with Astros outfielder George Springer is going to the 10-day DL with that quad injury. He's actually been out of action since Monday. They thought he would get better throughout the week. It didn't happen, so now they're trying to get the roster spot. They put him on the 10-day DL. Remember, that's backdated, though, towards Monday, so he'll be back in you know, kind of by the middle of next week, if indeed he is ready to return. Big news also out of Boston. Their stud, a starting pitcher, lefty David Price, is on the DL now with left elbow inflammation. He's going to go and get an MRI to see if there's any other damage. This could cause concern for the first place Boston Red Sox. New York Yankees getting hot on a homestand, nipping at their heels. They are only half a game back as we enter action tonight. The Rockies are putting Ian Desmond on the DL. He's got a calf issue. He was hurt on Tuesday. Also, similarly, they gave him a few days to see if it would improve. It did not. They're going to get the roster spot by putting Ian Desmond on the 10-day DL. Dominic Smith. Um, in the Mets farm system. He has been mashing in Vegas. Granted, that's on the Pacific Coast League, but he has been killing it, hitting 337 with 15 home runs so far. It sounds like they may call him up pretty soon, maybe maybe to replace Duda at first base after they made the trade with Tampa Bay. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I think the Mets are going to make a lot of moves over this weekend as Drupal Cabrera, Addison Reed, if they get any takers on guys like Granderson or Bruce. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to try and usher out the old and then in with the new. You know what I mean? They're going to make all the deals they're going to make. Then after the deadline, probably on Tuesday, on August 1st, they're going to call up this kid, Dominic Smith. I also think that is going to be the time when they eventually call up their shortstop, 
phenom Ahmed Rosario as well. Also, remember I told you that the relievers, the closer market is what is heating up here as we move to the trading deadline. The Braves are now listening on their closer, Jim Johnson. I'm telling you right now, a very interesting speculative ad would be Aroldis Vizcaino. I've been talking about that for a little while. He came off the disabled list about 10 days ago. I think he will wind up being a closer in Atlanta if and when the Braves do ahead do in fact move Jim Johnson. Let me tell you what starters I like tonight in DFS. Listen, on FanDuel, the top of the board is really expensive tonight. Dallas Keuchel in his first start back at Detroit at 10500 I don't like it. You know Robbie Ray is going at 9200 at St. Louis. You know I love Robbie Ray and his strikeout upside. I think it's a little too expensive to go for Alex Wood at 10000 today, even though he is at home against the San Francisco Giants, whose offense is third worst in Major League Baseball. And I do, however, like Jose Quintana on the Cubs at 8700 He's got that strikeout upside, especially when facing the Milwaukee Brewers, who strike out the most in the National League. But I'm looking a little bit lower, okay? I like Danny Salazar at 8,200 against the White Sox. You know I always love the White so- um, pitchers, right-handed pitchers against the White Sox. And his last start, and his first start back from the disabled list, he pitched seven shutout innings with eight strikeouts. So I think Salazar's primed and ready to dominate the White Sox tonight. On Saturday, you got Rich Hill against those same San Francisco Giants. If he can go long enough, remember, Rich Hill has been going five, six innings and great outings all the time. But the question is, will he get enough to get that quality start? I also remember I like right-handed pitchers against the White Sox. Tomorrow, you got one of the best right-handers in the game in Corey Kluber for the Indians going against the Chicago White Sox. On Sunday, on Sunday, I like James Paxton going against this offense of the New York Mets without Duda. You know, and who knows who else will be gone by Sunday. And I like Garrett Cole on Sunday at San Diego. Remember, the Padres have the worst offense in the major leagues. I also telling you, I wanted to give you guys that are hot in the streets as we close out July. Okay. These are some guys that are low owned that I think are, you know, pretty doing pretty well in their last 20, 25 games since the all-star break. And you can get them in season long leagues as you make a push to the playoffs in fantasy baseball. When other people are starting to turn their attention to fantasy football, if you stay with it there and find some diamonds in the rough here, these guys that are hot in the streets, I think you could wind up, you know, really making progress in your play off push. Let me start with the bats, okay? Mike Napoli is only owned in 29% of the leagues. And in the last 23 games, he's hit 8 home runs, 15 ribbies with a 940 OPS. Remember, and also as the summer months and the weather gets hot down in Texas, that ball flies out. It was very surprising to me to see that Mike Napoli was only owned by 29% of leagues. You need to go out there and get Mike Napoli. I also like Didi Gregorius. If you need help at the shortstop position, let's say you lost Correa. Let's say you're waiting for Trey Turner to come back. Let's say you had a guy like Zach Cozart who's missed the last 4 or 5 games, okay? Didi Gregorius is only owned in 60% of leagues, which is a little bit above half, but I was surprised it was not higher. This guy with a 935 OPS has had a nice nine-game hitting streak, and the thing is, he's been hitting in the five spot a lot for this surging New York Yankees offense with eight homers, 19 ribbies, and 18 runs scored in the last 25 games. Well... But also, if you need another shortstop, how about Paul DeJong on St. Louis, 56% owned. He, too, same kind of numbers, same kind of numbers, okay? I'm talking about 15 runs scored, 18 ribbies, nine home runs in his last few weeks since 
the all-star break. What I also like about DeJong is that he's eligible at second base, shortstop, and third base. So if you need that in your season-long leagues, those are some guys to get uh, because they are right now hot in the streets. you got to juice them for everything they're worth. On the, um, on the pitching side, listen, the Kansas City Royals have been surging lately, right? And Ian Kennedy is kind of one of the reasons why. And he's got five straight quality starts, 36, 33 strikeouts in his last 36 innings, you know, a strikeout per inning with a 1.07 whip. I really like that. Similar, you can say if you need strikeouts, if you need strikeouts, let me tell you something. Mike Fires is only owned in 50% of leagues, okay? And he's got 47 strikeouts in his last 33 innings pitched. In the last month, in the second half so far, his 47 strikeouts are tied for sixth in the major leagues. Nobody else that is up that high isn't, you know, more than like 80 or 90% owned in leagues. So if you need strikeouts, that's your guy. The last guy I'll give you, you know, Mike Clevenger has been decent lately, okay? He's 61% owned. That means if you're at the bar right now with a couple of your boys, a couple of your lady friends, and you're all playing fantasy, two out of the five of you are in leagues where you can get Clevenger. And let me tell you something. In his last, like, four or five starts, 2.22 ERA, 1.1 whip, 32 strikeouts in his last 28 innings pitch. This is a guy that I think uh, you might like. I think he'll stay in the rotation even with Salazar back I think it's Tomlin and Bauer that wind up you know moving it along so there you have it some guys that are hot in the streets some pitchers I like all weekend long but when we come back we are changing it up to football we talking about the AFC East all week long we'll give you my uh, you know hashtag sleeper week for all of those guys and also I got to get into this concussion CTE study that came out when I saw it the first time I had to take a double take it is insane some of the numbers coming out of this study we're going to break it down into a fine little powder when we come back on the fantasy freestyle right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Let's go. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez. I got Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam on a Friday. I got to tell you something. I am sweating myself. It is hot in the big bag city here in the middle of the summer. But I digress. What we got to do is get you into these news and notes around fantasy football as training camps open around the NFL this week. First thing I want to tell you is that Panthers wide receiver and rookie Curtis Samuel, their second round pick out of Ohio State, he strained his hamstring in camp today. They say he's day-to-day. He'll be okay. What I noticed, though, 
This is similar to the beginning of the baseball season. We had so many hamstring injuries at the beginning of the baseball injury. Now, as guys are working their way back into football shape, we may see more of these next week. But uh, he should be all right. They are going to rest him, though, a little bit next week. In Jacksonville, Doug Marone, let me tell you something. He really wants to run the ball, okay? It sounds like this organization is going to try to idiot-proof the offense for Blake Bortles. They don't like the way he turns the ball over. Tom Coughlin has even come out saying that they should throw less. And when they asked Doug Marone how many times they want to throw the ball a game, he said zero. (laughs) Interestingly enough, he said they want to run literally all the time. They drafted Leonard Fournette with the fourth overall pick. So that fits that same vision. They say, you know, they're trying to build up their offensive line, doing it in the same way as Tennessee and Dallas. It sounds like the AFC South might wind up being the exotic smash mouth division. You know, already Tennessee with that exotic smash mouth, maybe Jacksonville will try to do it as well as we head though up north to the Bengals in the AFC North Bengals wide receiver John Ross he is the guy who smoked the combine with a 4.2240 time they're saying he is cleared for practice he says he's not 100% but he has been cleared to practice remember he's coming back from that shoulder issue however in the same offense tight end Tyler Eifert he has anointed himself 100% and ready remember He's had lingering issues all the way back since the Pro Bowl last year, so it's good to see and hear that he's ready for camp right now. In that division, when we go to Baltimore, remember quarterback Joe Flacco has this kind of disc issue. They're saying it's minor, that he'll be fine for week one. Interestingly enough, though, yesterday their head coach, uh, John Harbaugh, said that they might look into Colin Kaepernick as a backup, as a camp arm, while Flacco was still struggling with this. But check this out. Here's what they did instead. They signed a quarterback I honestly have never heard of. This guy's name is David Olson. Apparently he came from a place called Champion Indoor Football. He was Andrew Luck's backup at Stanford back in the day. These are the people that are getting signed instead of Colin Kaepernick at this point of the season. I will leave it there. You know my feeling on this already i also told you there'd be a ton of buzz stories as we start training camp and this is how silly sometimes these buzz stories get okay check this out broncos head coach vance joseph and first year head coach vance joseph says that cj anderson is in the best shape out of the last three or four years of training camp okay now here's the thing this is his first year as their head coach how has he know how does he know that he's in the best shape of his last three or four years these are the kind of stories that come out when they hype up everybody at the start of camp so take it with a grain of salt down in tampa bay the plan for the buccaneers in weeks one through three with doug martin suspended for the first three games is to start my man pop quiz jock quiz rogers and let me tell you something their first three games are miami chicago minnesota all three of those teams were in the bottom half of defensive dvoa against the run it could be an interesting start if you if you need somebody for the first three weeks look no further than pop quiz jock quiz rogers and also as camp gets along remember sometimes for contract extensions This becomes sort of like a deadline. They don't want to talk anymore after this because it might be a distraction to the team. But there are still extension talks ongoing for a pair of running backs in Cleveland, Isaiah Crowell, and down in Atlanta, Devontae Freeman. Let me tell you something. Freeman, though, he took out a $10 million insurance policy just in case they don't have an extension. And Freeman, unfortunately, would get injured. He still wants to be able to make sure he gets his cash. All right, I told you. 
AFC East we did this week. You know, I think uh, it's fair to say everyone thinks that the Patriots will win this division. Remember, I said their over/under total was twelve and a half, and the propensity of you said to take the over. Similarly, a lot of people think the Jets will finish in last place with an over/under of four and a half. Sixty percent of you during our poll this week said take the under, even with that line. I'm also taking the under. My man Frank Stanfield is heading out to Vegas right now. I gave him a couple of shekels to bet on that Jets under myself. And here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're doing Sleeper Week all week. So for the Jets, my sleepers were Quincy Inunua, because someone's got to catch passes. And even though he's suspended for the first two games, I like tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins. He's lost 20 pounds. He's in rehab for drugs and alcohol. He knows this is his last chance. And going from an offensive scheme that used to be Chan Gailey's, where the tight end was not involved, and now Mr. Morton, I think ASJ could be interesting. Similarly, in Miami, my sleeper week was their tight end, Julius Thomas. Okay, he is reconnecting with Adam Gaze, where he had his best years in Denver. He had double-digit touchdowns for Denver one of those years, okay? And with guys like Jarvis Landry, who are smaller underneath guys, I think there is some red zone opportunities in Miami. In Buffalo, my sleeper, hashtag sleeper week, was Zay Jones, who I think is going to be the number two wide receiver receiver in Buffalo, and that's also because I do not trust the health of wide receiver Sammy Watkins. I know my man Wall Street, Matty Modica, does. He is very high on Sammy Watkins. I just can't get behind it. I would need to see it before I could believe it. In New England, I know it's hard because these running backs, okay, between Gillisley, Burkhead, Deion Lewis, and and, and, uh, James White, who will it be on a week-to-week basis? I do, however, think that Mike Gillisley will be the back-to-own. I think he will reasonably approximate what LeGarrette Blunt did in terms of the touchdown production. I think they give it to Gillisley when they're in tight. So he's my hashtag sleeper week for the New England Patriots. But I wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell you about a really disturbing study that came out this week. It is the largest study of its type where they examine 202, 202 um, brains of deceased former football players. Okay, 111 brains of NFL players. Uh, they had something like 53 college guys and even high school uh, guys who played high school football that were donated for this survey. Are you ready for this? This is really the most stunning stat that I am going to give all summer long. They had 111 former NFL players they studied the brains of. Out of the 111, 110 of them had CTE detected. 99% of former NFL players that were examined had tra- at least traces of CTE. This is by this is public published in a medical journal. Okay, this is real. 48 of the 53 college players had traces of CTE. This is 99% of the former NFL players in this study. Another disturbing stat, okay, out of these 200 or so, um, you know, brains, it turned out that 18 of them, almost 10% of these people were people who committed suicide remember you know junior seau some um dave duerson you know um the guy in the chiefs a few years ago as well almost 10 percent of the people who were in this study uh they became deceased in fact because of suicide and 99 percent of the brains in this study who were nfl players 
there was CTE found. I literally had to do a double take when I saw this the first time. And so the NFL has to say something about this, right? So check out the statement from the NFL. At least they're not running away from it anymore like they did with Dr. Omalu, you know, years and years ago. Here's the statement from the NFL. We appreciate the work done by Dr. McKee and her colleagues for the value it adds on the ongoing quest for a better understanding of CTE. Case studies such as these are compiled in this updated paper are important to further advancing the science and progress related to head trauma. The medical and scientific communities will benefit from this publication and the NFL will continue to work with a wide range of experts to improve the health of current and former NFL players. As noted by the authors, there are still many unanswered questions related to the cause, incidence, and prevalence of long-term effects to head trauma, such as CTE. But the NFL is committed to supporting scientific research into CTE and advancing progress in the prevention and treatment of head injuries. I don't know about that. Because if you really were, would you put in your statement the clause like there are still many unanswered questions relating to the cause and prevalence of long-term effects? I don't think there's a question anymore, guys. I think you kind of got to admit that playing football leads to this disease that we know as CTE, leads to this light sensitivity, leads to the dizziness, the nausea, the violent episodes, the propensity for potential suicide. 99%. I really don't think it's up for debate much anymore. This is the largest study of its kind. And in response, I don't know if it's in response. He says it is in part. Ravens offensive lineman John Urschel, he retired from the NFL yesterday. This is a 26-year-old offensive lineman from the Baltimore Ravens. You may have heard this name before, John Urschel. You know why? He's known as kind of like the genius in the NFL, okay? This guy is like a Mensa guy. He was a Rhodes Scholar. You see him even in commercials for the NFL. He wants to, after his career, go on to pursue a PhD at MIT. And that's not going to be able to happen. If your brain has been in all these car crashes that are known as football games and you are, you know, potentially, I mean, 99% chance that you may be, you know, developing CTE. This guy wants to do bigger things with his brain and I applaud him for that. This was stunning data that I saw in this report that I had to bring to you guys here on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, though, what I want to do is listen, I, I get on the NFL all the time for player safety. But there is one team down in Miami that's doing something amazing that I want to give a big shout out to. You know, equal time on this issue. So when we get back, we're going to go into what Miami, what the Dolphins are doing down in Miami-Dade around, you know, CTE and concussions. I think it's really important. When we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. K-100-1019, 
Can I get an encore? Do you want more? I know you do. That's why you came all the way back after the break for the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on a Friday as we head into the summer months with my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, on the ones and twos. Like I said, we were talking about the AFC East all week long. I gave you my hashtag sleeper week. Next week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're going to be doing hashtag bust week, okay? So you know you know how the Fantasy Freestyle does that. We call those fugazis, all right? So, Chris, next week, I think we're going to need that drop ready every day. We are going to be going here on the Fantasy Freestyle to the NFC South. So we're going to be talking Panthers, Saints, Bucks, and the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons, okay? So we got to get ready, okay, because we're going to have some uh, for bust week. We're going to have some... Uh, Fugazis, Chris. He says it's a fugazi. What's a fugazi? It's a fugazi if you think I'm an admit wrong. No, no, what, what is a fugazi? Well, fugazi means uh, phony. That's right. That's right. It means a phony. And when we get into the NFC South, to be honest, and we're doing all these busts, these fugazis, I am very excited. When we are previewing the New Orleans Saints, which I believe will be on Tuesday, we are going to be joined by original member of the Fantasy Freestyle, my boy Rocks. You know him as Young Fistful of Rings. He's going to be joining me to break down his team, the New Orleans Saints. So I'm looking forward to that. And a lot of people are starting to get ready for their fantasy football draft. You, however, know the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at therotoexperts.com. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. The Roto Experts lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and fantasy football writer of the year, Scott Angle. We've got nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. And we got depth and upside with my men Frank Stanfill and Mike Florio. We bring you a draft pack. Package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that will take you to the title. So get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package right now at rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter the promo code free radio at checkout. This way you get a special discount. And also, if you go to rotoexperts.com slash executive, my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, he's got his super premium package, okay? Not only draft reviews, but auction values. And also, you can get on the fantasy executive Snapchat, okay, and interact directly with my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Nobody else in the game is doing that, okay, giving you Snapchat for fantasy football. And also, I worked something out for him, okay? So for all you listeners of the Fantasy Freestyle, all you guys that love Speeds the Spitting Statistician, put in the promo code DANE, that's right, D-A-N-E, DANE, and you'll get a discount for the super premium package from the fantasy executive. I was talking about this um, CTE study that the um, – that was published in Journals of Medicine with 99% of former NFL players, 110 out of the 111 brains that were studied, did in fact have traces of CTE. How ridiculous that is, how crazy that is, and how, you know, if we do in fact believe the science, I think the jury is no longer out. We can draw a correlation that playing football does in fact lead to this horrible disease that we've seen so many retired players uh, discuss symptoms of we talk about the health insurance that's around them we talk about the you know what are the ways around it or not the ways around it but the ways to treat it and how you know some of these pharmaceuticals are not the way and with guys like Jake Plummer you know some other 
um, hashtag can athletes out there advocating for medical marijuana. But check out, listen, just because the league, the NFL is not ahead of the game on this, some teams are. And as a Jets fan, I have to give a huge shout out to the Miami Dolphins. Okay, Chris, check out this. I don't know if you saw this. The Miami Dolphins are paying for 15,000 high school students in Miami-Dade County, which is the fourth biggest school district in the country. The Dolphins are paying for 15,000 high school athletes to get baseline concussion testing. This is something that costs a lot of money. The Miami Dolphins are footing the bill for this. They're also paying for athlete education, for courses on things like traumatic brain injury. And so we had Dr. Gillen Hotz, who's the director of uh, the University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute and concussion program, say, and I quote, It's amazing and so proactive and intelligent of the Dolphins. With this move, they are, quote-unquote, loving their community like the community loves them. It's a great partnership with the university, and it shows other teams around the country what they can do in their communities. They are putting their money where their mouth is and paying for baseline testing for 15,000 high school athletes in Miami-Dade County. And this is not only high school football players, males, females. Females that are playing soccer, that are playing volleyball, a lot of other you know sports, they are paying for the baseline test, which gives you that baseline so we know if, in fact, concussions have been had and they can pull them out of action. Remember, we had licensed certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe, who is a friend of the show, also talk about how important that is. Let me bring you in right here, Bounty Hunter. What do you think about this, this move that my, the Miami Dolphins are making Paying for the baseline testing, I you know I tip my cap to the Miami Dolphins, and as a Jets fan, that's hard for me to do. What do you think about this, Chris? I think honestly, this must be this has got to be a necessity now. This isn't uh, this isn't a, uh, this shouldn't be like uh, a voluntary thing for just one team like the Dolphins to do. This should be an NFL wide move. This needs to be taken care of. I can't tell you how many times when I was playing football in high school, I took a couple of weird hits to the head that, like, they didn't, they didn't hurt. But then, like, a couple days later, and even sometimes today, I'll feel something like, oh, my God, I got this nasty headache. What, what? is that from? The it, bounty hunter. You got your bell rung a few times playing? I got my bell rung twice. At least that you know about. You know, there's, there's these uh, what they call like sub-concussion level blows. It's not like those are helpful to the brain. You know what I mean? My, my worst injury was a back injury, and that actually kind of ruined my career. But that, it was a spear to the back. Right. I could only imagine how scary that would be for me today if that head or neck had been in the head. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I agree with you. I think this is something this is a good move by the Dolphins. Hopefully they set a trend. And like you say, all the other markets do this as well. I think it's a great move. And like I said, I uh, tip my cap to the Miami Dolphins. Here's what I want to do now, Chris, though. We want to move on and have a little bit of a lighter subject as we put the fun in functional sports radio. And as you know, we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time here this summer on the Fantasy Freestyle. First of all, big shout. Yesterday, we had one of the closest matchups of this round. But I got to tell you, it was going back and forth between Tin Cup and the ballad of Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. When all was said and done with 52% of the votes, it'll be Talladega Nights and Will Ferrell moving on to the Sweet 16 in this round. Um, Talladega Knights will move on and face Caddyshack in the Sweet 16, so that's big. However, tonight we are in the baseball region, and I got to tell you, it is a three versus six matchup, but I hope I'm not. Maybe I'm going to lobby, and I don't care, because uh, in action tonight 
is one of my two favorite sports movies of all time. This would be a finalist if it was left up to Speeds, the spitting statistician. We are talking about the number three seed, Major League, going up against the number six seed, the Bad News Bears. Don't get me wrong. It's almost like Major League was kind of like, you know, spawned, say, from the Bad News Bears, which was the original kind of like ragtag team. But I think Major League took it to a whole new level with my man Wild Thing, Ricky Vaughn, Willie Mays, Hayes, you know, um, even in, in the sequel, you know, you had that Asian guy who was like, you have no marbles, but maybe my favorite, my favorite, and I am repping it hard right now at Studio 34. If you are right here swinging by Rockin' Riley's right now, you will see the spitting statistician rocking a shirt right now that is Serrano's Finest Rum. And it says, you know, hey, yo, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. Serrano and Joe Boo may have been the best characters of that movie. I'm going to have Major League winning regardless of who it is up against. But, up against. but I got to ask you, Chris, who you like in this uh, matchup? Because I know, uh, I know you like both these movies the funny thing is is that i 110 percent agree with you granted that bad news bears was the movie that spawned movies like major league you were at to say that major league took it to a new a new level is almost an insult to the film not only is this a great baseball movie not only is this a great Sports movie, Major League, this is one of the best comedies, I think, at least in the top ten. I love it. Of all time. I love it. And let's say it does move on, and it is right now. Let me tell you something. In a blowout right now, Major League is, in fact, up with 84% of the vote. However, if you're big into the original kind of uh, of this kind of uh, genre, shall we say, and you want to vote for Bad News Bears, there is still time. There's over 18 hours left to make your voices heard and your vo- vote cast. You could do that at FNTSY Radio. You could do that at Spittin' Speeds as well for another, uh, you know, until about tomorrow afternoon and see if you want to try to flip this. I am helpful, however that Major League will advance. Let me tell you something, though. In this region, Chris, we have the top four that have advanced to the Sweet 16. So someone someone did the seeding correctly because the one, two, three, and four seeds will be moving on. Uh, I got to tell you, I love Major League. There was, you know, when I was playing like Little League or slightly above Little League, like Travel League kind of baseball, I had a superstition where I literally played the uh, the end of Major League, you know, that last game when they're playing against the Yankees. I, I did that every for a season. I watched that every game before every one of my games as like a good luck Superstition. Did uh? Did you? Would you point to the? Would you point to the outfield and then, then bunt? <laughs> and then bunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the eater. But yo, um. So the first four seeds did advance. So in the round of sixteen in this baseball region, we're gonna have the one seed Field of Dreams up against the four seed the Sandlot, and we're gonna have the two seed the Natural up against the three seed Major League. Who do you think comes out of this region, Chris? I'm not even kidding, and I'm I. The funny thing is, is that out of all these, I mean, these are just dominant movies. That's what I'm just saying. Fantastic movies. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking for upsets in both. So you think Sandlot and Major League for for who our listeners? Because of the are? recency bias, right? Yep. No, not because of recency bias. Not at all. I just think that our listeners are going to go out there. They're going to say, "You're killing me, Smalls." Yeah. And 
like you just said. Forget about the curveball. Forget about the curveball. Give him the heater. Give him the heater. So I'm thinking Sandlot versus Major League in the finals. That would be big. And Major League is going to the final four. All right. We shall see. We are almost done with the second round. We are going to kick off the Sweet 16 early next week. But um, one of our matchups that's still left in the football region is number one seed Rudy against the number nine seed Any Given Sunday. And so on this Sunday, on the Producers, you and Pete Considori are going to help me out with that matchup, right? Oh, absolutely. That's what's up. That's what I like to see. And then we will be almost complete with our Sweet 16. There will only be one more matchup in the basketball region that I'll have to talk about on Monday. It'll be White Men Can't Jump versus He Got Game. And then when my man Rocks, Young Fistful of Rings, joins me on Tuesday, we will be able to preview the entire Sweet 16 of the greatest Sports movie of all time tournament. Last thing I want to say before we go to break real quick, because, you know, teams are reporting for uh, training camp. And I remember in Major League when everybody gets to camp and Roger Dorn came in in like a fancy car. Wiki Ryle thing Vaughn came in on a motorcycle. They're doing some things like that in Pittsburgh. Okay, in Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown arrived this week in a $220,000 Rolls Royce. Not to be outdone, though, James Harrison, the stud edge rusher, who's like 38, 39, he came to camp in a fire truck. Okay, so camp has no Martavis Bryant, has no Le'Veon Bell, but uh, Antonio Brown arrived in a Rolls Royce, and James Harrison in... Uh, arrived in a fire truck. Okay, when we come back, Chris, I want to get your thought. Which do you think is a more impressive arrival? We'll also check in on the news and notes and the scores around Major League Baseball, and we'll see if as the needle has moved in this baseball, Paul. All that and more as we tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode, and we head into the weekend on a summertime Friday here on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course to all the service men and women out there listening on on American Forces Radio Network. Thank you so much from your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Come on back. Get on board to the fastest growing fantasy sports radio network in the business. Featuring the FSTA award winning on target fantasy, the fantasy sports radio network is the rookie of the year in the industry and it's only growing. Fantasy sports radio network at FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me give you some scores around Major League Baseball. The Tigers are all over Dustin Keuchel and his return for the Houston Astros. They're up 3-1 in the second inning. Nick Castellanos with his 15th home run of the season. Reds up on the Marlins, 3-0 after 2 Royals have jumped ahead early on the Red Sox, one nothing. Salvador Perez with his 21st home run of the season. Angels up on the Blue Jays in the third inning. We got the Yankees up on the Rays, one nothing in the fourth. Brett Gardner led off the game for the Yankees with a home run. That is the only scoring and the only hit so far in the game. And the Phillies and Braves, they're in the top of the fourth. Phillies with a one nothing lead. Also... 
Listen, Major League is continuing to dominate in this poll. Thank you to everybody out there voting at FNTSY Radio and also following me at Spittin' Speeds. Right now, Major League continues its lead with 84% of the vote. Thank you to everybody who supports the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can also download that app. This way you get all of us. And it is absolutely free. We are the only network 24-7 free fantasy programming. Last thing I'll mention before we head... Into the weekend, Chris, uh, I talked to you about how Antonio Brown came in a Rolls Royce and Harrison came in a fire truck. Which do you think is a more impressive entrance to training camp? I'd have to go with fire truck. I guess really? Those red fire trucks. They all the, yeah, all red yeah. Everything. <laughs> fire. Fire. <laughs> okay, I feel that. Remember, Beef and Butthead did some things in our greatest TV tournament of all time. As we move to the next round of the movie tournament, thank you in advance to Pete Considori and my man Chris Pavone, the bounty hunter. They'll be doing the Rudy versus Any Given Sunday matchup on this Sunday. That's the Sunday we're talking about. I will be back on Monday. We will start our previews of the NFC South Remember, I've been talking about hashtag all quarterbacks matter and what the Carolina Panthers can do scheme-wise with Christian McCaffrey. We're going to see what Adrian Peterson means for the Saints. We're going to see if Jameis Winston can take that step like a lot of people think he can for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And what will happen? Will there be a Super Bowl hangover for the Atlanta Falcons? All that next week on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Up next, my man Gabe Morency, Red Heat and Rage. Come on back. I'll see you, though, on Monday. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Spees, the Spittin' Statistician. Happy weekend, y'all. I'm out. Peace.